Hey everyone, welcome to the Vagistein Podcast. It's Vanessa here, and you know we're always having courageous conversations about sex. So today, I have Shauna Murray Brown with me again. Woo! <laughs> so Shauna, if you recall, was our first, very, 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 very first guest on our first episode back in July. I think I need to do a celebration show. I think that's right. But um, I have Shauna here because today I want to talk about self-care in light of this new Trump administration. And basically, I want to talk about what Trump represents, how we've been feeling, and basically how talk about how Trump attacks our vagistim because I'm not I'm not feeling very I wasn't feeling very like big on the vagistim mm. like Trump killed it for me so break. I took a I took a break <laughs> so I want to I have Shauna here to talk through all those feelings and talk through what can we do for the next four years and hopefully it's only four years not eight years I mean, um, shorter. it could be shorter <laughs> it could be shorter. <laughs> It's, it's, it could happen. It could happen. I don't know. I, I don't know what could happen. <laughs> um, we also don't want his vice president being president either. So either no. way, we're screwed. So hopefully <laughs> what we can do for self-care and just getting solutions together for the next four years. Um, and yeah, so that's why I have you here. So I appreciate you being here with us. Thank you for <laughs> inviting me back, girl. Now, I know some of y'all, you know, y'all been listening to this for, for a minute, you know, so you <laughs> Maybe you don't remember me. And so just to give you a quick refresher, I'm Shauna Murray Brown based in the Baltimore metro area. Y'all, I'm an integrative psychotherapist. I am a speaker, a life coach, and a Qigong instructor, y'all. And y'all might not know what Qigong is. Basically, I teach people how to heal themselves using movement, meditation, and holding sacred space. I serve women, girls, and passionate professionals. So I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to talk about this very often discussed topic of self-care, but from a different lens. So mm-hmm. yes, Vanessa, I'm happy to be here, boo. Well, we're happy to have you. And this is what all the reasons Shauna stated is why I brought her on because she's a self-care guru and she's the person that I often look to when I have to get my life mind right. and yeah. life, get my everything <laughs> right. So, um, so first things first. How did you feel about this this win? <laughs> so, um, well, a lose for us. Or, I, yes. Honestly, I... Or just about this whole election thing. All of it, I really detached myself. Mm-hmm. Because, honestly, I felt that either way there were going to be some struggles that I wasn't going to be particularly happy about. Um, and so the way that I managed all of it was I was just like, I'm not going to watch it because I'm just going to get mad. I'm not trying to turn up in a negative way. And so, you know, when everybody was up watching things, I was working, meditating, chilling, eating good food. I see. I see. Yeah. I mean, this whole election cycle for me has been, I think the end result has been a surprise. Like, I really thought Hillary was about to have it in the bag. I thought it was like, boom, we ain't got to worry about it. And I thought Trump was done, done when he, when they came out with the audio about the grabbing trigger warning for anybody to grab in the pussies comment. I was like, it's done. We, we good. We good. It's, it's about, a wrap. It's right. A wrap. It's about to be easy sailing and it's done. Like, that's what I thought. So when honestly he won, I was like, that didn't. <laughs> What? That didn't happen. <laughs> so wait. It's not happening. I can tell you that, you know, I completely disengaged because I was just like, all of this back and forth, all of this shock value. Yeah. I ain't got time. Yeah. But when I woke up, I yeah. woke up and I pulled out my phone, right. something I don't recommend we do on a regular basis. <laughs> but as soon as I woke up, I was I looked, I was like, what time is it? And I looked it up. I Googled. I ain't even, my husband was already in his office doing his work. Yeah. And so I just Googled. I was like, all right, who won? Yeah. Right? Just to check to yeah. make sure, you know, President right. Clinton was on the, right. on the horizon. <laughs> I just, I, I also thought that yeah. it was absolutely about to be this yeah. Clinton administration. Yeah. So when I saw, I was like, oh, 
this is a joke. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. because I hadn't stayed up. I didn't see what was mm. happening. And so I literally thought that, like, Google maybe had set up, like, you know, a fake me out right. page. Right. Or that somebody was messing with the data. And so I literally <laughs> read, like, I skimmed through, like, three or four other articles. And then I went on Facebook, like, wait. And then I, that's what I, I called. I was like, I called my husband, like, B, is did you see what happened yeah like is this a joke he right. was like no and i was no. just like <laughs> and i was just like i lay i just i was like i'm gonna go back to sleep yeah so yeah i can't i can't say i was shocked yeah i i mean yes i'm not even gonna act like there weren't problems you know people had their feelings about hillary people definitely had their feelings about trump but for me i mean when it came down it was the hashtag i guess i'm with her because <laughs> Yeah. You know, we were all like, we got to do what's what what's going to be best for everybody, at the least hateful, at, at least. And, um, yeah, I mean, I was up watching the results, and I when I went to bed the night before, like, the actual announcement, um, it was Trump was ahead, and I was like, oh, we haven't we even counted. This. We haven't counted all the they states yet. They just trying yet. to scare us. And I don't know the math that comes with all the stuff so I was like, right i was like oh, <laughs> it's not even morning like let's wait and i was out you know i was out with my husband i was out with a few friends and one of my friends just starts sobbing and i was like um Wait, tissue it's not even over yet calm down like, we got and, this we good and it became you know like i had a few friends that are around that were just like you don't understand, like, this is ridiculous, this is, ooh, this is so much, and it just so happened that all my friends that happened to be with me that night were, are all children of immigrants like I am, and so I think Mm. everyone just kind of took two seconds to be like, what does this mean for, like, people in our families who aren't Mm -hmm. documented, or what does this mean for people in our families who are trying to get to this country Mm -hmm. or whatever. And so I think that was the biggest shock, but I was still numb. I just like went to bed and was like, tomorrow. It's going to be different. Tomorrow, (laughs) y'all. Like, stop tripping. And then I woke up, did the same thing you did, and everyone was like, on Facebook, was like, this is a shitty day. I can't believe this. And I was like, "Uh, what? No. Still. And I was like, guys, they still haven't counted two states, y'all. Like, that was supposed to make a difference. <laughs> we got two states left. I was like, we still Chill. haven't counted everything. Like, you, please. Still yeah. not feeling it. But then what ended up happening was I didn't feel anything. Like, I just kind of went to work. I talked with my coworkers. And I didn't feel, I didn't feel anything. It just, just a full-on just numbness. Um, and I didn't feel anything until I went to teach and I was teaching, um, a school that the population was like 90% Latino. And I walk into the room and all the kids look at me and they're like, who'd you vote for, Miss Vanessa? Who'd you vote for? And I was like, uh, um, well, and you know, the teacher was like, you don't, we don't talk about those kinds wow, of things here. They literally, wow. they knew and they're all little. And I'm talking about like little, little kids, like nine, 10 years old. And I was like, well, you know, and I, you know, I understand there's a line and everything. And I was like, well, you know what guys, I just want you to know that there are people. And I said something like there are people in our country that push hate. And that's not the kind of thing that we want to keep you know, having in our country, we need to know who loves us, who's there for us, you know, those kinds of things to sue the eight, nine and 10 year old. But they were all woke. They were like, girl, bye. Do you right. have to go down with my family? Right. And they're all, it's just, it was just all of them. And like, that's when I felt it. I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, like these kids know at 10 years old. I wasn't keeping track of a, an election. I wasn't keeping track of results. I was just mm. literally like, and we're learning about rocks we're learning about letters we're talking about cursive livelihood right and i and that's when it really really hit me because there was a girl that was just not responding at all like she was just in the corner and just quiet there were kids who all they wanted to and we took the time i gave them the space we talked about like their families in mexico and like Mm-hmm. them seeing their grandparents or you know those kinds of things and that's when it really like I still get emotional about it because that's when it really hit me 
but it's to see how it impacts like a whole new generation. But for me, I was still like, y'all ain't shit for voting like this. But you know what? <laughs> the first thing, so after I went through the shock, mm-hmm. I would say, then I started looking up where my, where me and my husband could move. Mm. Mm. Like outside wow. of the United States. Wow. So for me, the pain point yeah. for me surrounding the reality of a Trump administration came to how will this amplify the violence towards black and brown yeah. people, towards people, you know, um, LGBTQ, mm. like for just people who are different and vibrant and brilliant, like how will it impact and as a black woman married to a black man, right. you know, who's had a family and community very clearly impacted by, you know, the the ongoing and very amplified and highlighted police brutality. I was just like, OK, so this is about to get worse. Yeah. And so totally. for me, it was like, OK, so is we about to go to South Africa? Africa? Are we about to go to Dubai? Like, I straight up was looking up jobs for my husband. Yeah. Like, can can I get me a job? I could get a job in Dubai. This is cool. Yeah. You know? Like, yes. Yeah. Figure this out. So, right. so that that's... That was where I was. and But I think, you know, it's important to reflect about the impact that it had, but then pay a close attention to what do... What, where did that... Where did those emotions and worry go where did the fear go from the first day we found out to now Mm -hmm. like and I'm just you know that's something that you know I find I I found myself sort of exploring with the women and professionals and the men Mm -hmm. and the children that I've been serving over the past you know um couple of months is you know okay so how do we make sure this doesn't get locked in Mm. Yeah. yeah No, I think, um, yeah, you're absolutely correct about that. I also, I mean, I just, it's, <laughs> it's, there's just so many feelings because, you know, you had the, I'm going to try and be proactive and get out of here. I was talking to people who were, you know, same, just like, I'm numb. I'm just not, not engaging. And then you have the folks on the social, on our social medias that are like, well, you know, I blame this group. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I was with it. I looked at the CNN demographics too, and it was white women at a disproportionate Mm -hmm. rate voting for Trump. And then it was like, are we just going to act like, (laughs) we just going to act like you didn't talk to your aunties and your, your racist ass grandmas to find out (laughs) what the hell the problem was. Like, so for me, it was just like, okay, where do we place blame? Do we, Mm. now organize but then it's like part of me was also angry because it's like first of all like this ain't our like when you look at the demographics of who voted for who this ain't nobody else's fault like we've been organizing we've been doing the work we've been out here we've been at the rallies and pledges and on top of that i felt erased because it's like people of color have been telling y'all like these this is have this is our experience even before trump got elected Mm -hmm. Muslim people have been like, um, I keep getting taunted out here and it's just getting worse. And everyone mm-hmm. was like, no, but you're just like over exaggerating. And then mm-hmm. black people out here, like we've been getting killed by the cops. And it's like, well, see, I know that you guys like believe black lives matter and everything, but I promise like, it's not going to be that bad. And so I just, <laughs> I started, I started getting into this phase where I was just like, y'all have not been listening and now all of a sudden like our white liberal brothers and sisters are like are you is everything okay no no it's not okay because y'all are getting now awakened awokening woken woke awoken awakening (laughs) (laughs) to these things and it's like but we've been telling y'all and so when the shock is like what are we gonna do now it's like we we well we were trying to pass these policies and we were oh okay y'all want to act now after it's it's not that it's too late and it's never too late but it's actually but for me it's also like and why we're even having this conversation for me of course like my my passions are lie in the reproductive policies my Mm -hmm. passion lies in the how this affects our sexual reproductive health but i mean being a multifaceted person 
and audience being multifaceted people I mean, we care about bail reform. We care about mm-hmm. international relations. We are affected by all the things that are about to happen. And then to act like <laughs> it's only important now, I think, is what was a little disheartening for me as well. So I guess that was another emotion that hit me. When you were talking about that, what it also brought up for me was, like, I didn't do a massive, the only massive freak out I had was... What is this going to be like for my future children and can we move? Mm. It, I wasn't surprised. Like, I was surprised. Like, I thought, oh, absolutely, Clinton will win. Oh, snap, it's Trump. Wow, that's cray-cray. But beyond that, it was, okay, well, America has been killing our black and brown brothers and sisters, our transgender folks, and ain't nobody do nothing. So I guess it makes sense that clearly the community... Um, that we may not be as connected to has different perspectives and views because right. nothing has shifted. Right. So, you know, alongside that, you know, I just feel like, yeah, like I, I am not focused on what's about to happen or what's going to happen. Right. Just because that's not now. Mm-hmm. We can't, we cannot control mm-hmm. what Trump does, mm-hmm. but we can control what we do with decisions we make for our families and ourselves and we can control how we decide to think about things. And so this is sort of shifting from, from the concrete to the energetic. It's like, yeah, well I could continue to, to ruminate and think and fill my mind with a bunch of worry about what the world is about to be like now that a man that is blatantly hateful Mm. is in, in the public seat or, um, I could focus on, you know, okay, well, how am I going to nourish myself and fill myself up? Like, as black and brown people and even the white folks that are listening, it's our ancestors have been through this before. Mm. All all of our ancestors have been in this seat where it was much more um, amplified, you know, um, where, you know, it was, it was uh, folks were able to be more bold without any semblance of or illusion of consequence and so it's how do we return back and listening to and receiving the messages both good and bad the stuff we would repeat and the stuff we absolutely certainly would not um how do we learn from those experiences identify where the patterns are and decide what we're going to do from here Mm -hmm. so that we can be positive about okay you know, I mean, nobody says we have to stay. No one, nobody says that we have to be silent about it. But we are in control of what we do with this energy. And if we're gonna trans, are we gonna, are we gonna transmute the fear, and and allow it to catapult us into courage, or are we going to bask in the sorrow, the hate, the anger, and our our hurt feelings? Mm. Like, what are we gonna do with it? And I think that when we're talking about and shifting to um, healing and rebuilding, mending, and building our vag esteem. You know, looking at what self care is and how how we balance the realities of the world, the world as it is, with our world as it should be. Mm-hmm. How do how do we get through get through so that we're not making ourselves sick with our thoughts? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I. I mean, I have a, I have a couple of ideas, okay. um, but I wanted to, I mean, I really want to continue this conversation. And yeah. the reason why I even started this conversation is because I do feel personally, even when I brought this topic to you and we were like, why are we like, how does this fit? I mean, I guess for me, it mm. didn't fit right away because for me, I'm just like the personal is the political. Yeah. Everything that I do personally is how I inter- like, it's just how I see the world, how I interpret the world. And so when this happened, it, it still, it impacted me just thinking like, oh my gosh, like people are getting r- bold out here. Like mm-hmm. the races have always been there. We knew that, mm-hmm. but oh, y'all just yelling at people in lines now, telling people to go back to where they came from. You just doing all this dumb shit. <laughs> Is that what we do? Right, exactly. Yeah. And so um, I want to make sure that we continue this conversation. So we just, you know, I, I hope we don't forget. There are a lot of hot thing pieces that are constantly mm-hmm. coming out and it's going to get hotter 
because inauguration is coming up. Yeah. But I want to make sure, and something you'll notice as listeners, I'll, I'm going to try and incorporate this into you know our next few um, uh, shows so that we can continue thinking through and hearing different perspectives on how does this election impact us and what can we actually do about it. So I guess that leads me to what do you think we can actually do about it? How can we take care of ourselves when we're feeling like, this is too much or how can we empower ourselves if for those who are like, I really feel like I need to get out and do something. Well, the first thing that came to mind when you asked me that question, because there are, I mean, probably countless things that we could do, but I always start with getting quiet. Mm. So that means get the hell off of Facebook. Y'all stop <laughs> looking to see what's happening with Trump or, you know, <laughs> stop following what's happening on Instagram. Stop retweeting and tweeting. Stop the long drawn out uh, responses to those things of if someone has a, a really strong opinion that, that you disagree with, mm. shut it down. Right. Give yourself at least, I don't know, I want to say an hour or two uh, of silence and not just silence on social media, but silence in general, like giving yourself time to disconnect from the outside world and go inside of yourself, Mm. because that's the only way you can really know what truths you have accepted that maybe aren't the truth. That's the only time you can really get clear about what thoughts are ruminating and, and bouncing everywhere in your head because the same you're likely recycling a lot of those negative thoughts that you were having a couple of months ago. <laughs> um, and so the first thing would be to get quiet, right? And so you be, how do we get quiet? Well, one way to do it, and Vanessa, you know, we've done this a couple of times before. <laughs> I have people pull out a plain piece of paper, yeah. set a timer for a minute, yeah. get a pen, and brain dump. That is, write everything down on the paper <laughs> yeah. that's bouncing around in your head, not worried about how sloppy it comes out, not worried about like what words you're using because no one's going to see it but you. Yeah, Doing that brain dump and then taking a look at it. Right. And you, and then the next thing that, you know, from the brain dump, after you dump everything out, is to get clear. Okay. What are the things that I am in control of? Mm. What are the things that I can actually do something about and put a star next to those? And then the things that you like can't. So can you control right now in this moment that Trump is a interesting racist folk person? <laughs> no. Right. So why allow him? His energy to take up your mind space. Why allow the uh, the vibration of negativity continue to have an impact on your body? Mm-hmm. Let's not. Let's, you know, cross that out. So things that you are not in control of. It, like the same thing, right? Like, I, am I in control of whether or not while my husband drives home from work, if he is pulled over by the police? No, mm. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not. But what I can do is tell my husband to make sure his uh, his brake lights are, you know, cool. Tell his ass to stop speeding yeah, right. in his nice little car, right? So, you know, so shift, so doing the brain dump so that you can see, okay, how much of how much of my life am I spending ruminating over things I can't control? And then taking a focus on, okay, these things that I'm clearly worried about that I didn't even know that was a big deal. Let me go ahead. Let's see what action, what action I can do to address that. Yeah. So that's the first thing. So get quiet first by getting, doing a brain dump and then, you know, either do some exercise, right. And, you know, uh, get in a hot tub for the, 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 um, the folks that love to, you know, to submerge themselves yes. in water. Yes. All right. Take a good shower, do something that's really loving for yourself where you're only doing one thing in the moment. Mm-hmm. And so really what I'm talking about now is, shifting to a space of silence and mindfulness. Mindfulness is this fancy buzzword, (laughs) y'all. But it is doing one thing in the moment, non-judgmentally, which is why we start with the brain dump, because you can't (laughs) be present if you have all these things running around in your head. So after you get that out, shift to mindfulness. Choose a thing. Is it eating that, you know, bomb a meal that your your grandma made that's the bomb is it you know you're gonna make yourself your favorite bowl of ice cream whatever it is 
and do that and only that. Not listen to music, not watching television, but really taste it, really be present. And so, so that's that's what I would say we should start is okay. letting it, letting some things go and shifting <laughs> to a place of mindfulness because we can be in control in the moment. Well, I'm a, I'm a let it go. I think those are great great tips because you know I'm guilty of all of that. I've gone to high school with people that are blatant racist that I see like I see now mm-hmm. and they feel and I know when people are like people feel emboldened now. I see those people because now mm-hmm. they're just all over talking about all this stuff mm-hmm. and then it's like <laughs> releasing all of that oh my gosh you voted against your own okay interest like the, I have those people on yeah. my timeline too and then I have of course like you're saying the think piece people where it's like mm-hmm. wow what are they saying now and it just becomes this bombarding of all of this stuff yeah. so I'm completely with you the disconnecting is is totally key for me what I've been doing I I mean I clearly missed a few weeks of this podcast because I had to get my mind all the way together and just like be as fruitful and productive as I can be so I just completely disconnected so I'm sorry y'all I didn't come back and apologize I'm sorry for missing a few weeks but I did do some traveling I you know went to go eat yummy food I went to just like completely disconnect and when I say disconnect I did not look at any work email I did not look at Mm -hmm. I kept away from the personal emails if there was something that somebody needed I won't respond to it right then and there because it was the focus was really about me and just getting myself together so um and you know we all need that time but for me and my proactive self-care I guess or my like sticking it to the man (laughs) I (laughs) I donated to my local um, my local abortion fund, and I did that because I really believe that the policies that are about to be put in place are going to impact women, women that I care about, women that look like me, and women who are not going to be able to access services that they deserve. Um, I've volunteered with, you know, just local organizations that I feel are doing the work. I, I also, um, donated to a local organization that, um, that pushes female candidates. Cause mm-hmm. I really feel now, like I've been reading articles about like, this has really gotten women to think about it. And I'm all about that. You know, yeah. the reason why we're in some, I feel one of the reasons uh, amongst many that I feel like we're in this predicament is because we have women who, who not enough women stepping up to the plate to advocate on their communities. I'm not talking about running for president. I'm talking about at your local city council levels, your local delegate uh, levels, your Congress levels. Not enough women are in these seats and not enough women of color, not enough women from the communities that need to be represented are out there. So that's for that's me. That's how I feel. I'm making an impact mm-hmm. is telling women, hey, girl. You got some good ideas. I need you to be out here. Right. I need you to be out here and be proactive and you can do it. If not you, why not? Why not you has been my slogan. (laughs) And the thing is, I'm going to give it up to Trump. Trump has made me feel like I could apply for any damn job in the world. I don't need to be qualified. I don't need to have the right resume thing. I don't make you feel that way, but uh, I don't know. We're not going to go in on on privilege and stuff right now. Exactly. Right. But I'm glad that he makes you feel like he made me feel like I could just apply to be a fortune 500 company executive and give two dams about like if I even have the experience because he had no platform and he was out here just winning. So, um, that's the only thing I'm going to, I'm going to thank Trump for, but, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, those other things I mentioned, I feel for me have been some good strategies. So, you know, I've had some friends local to, um, donate to their local Planned Parenthood and those kinds of things. And their local agencies that help people with bail reform. That's really Mm -hmm. important to me too. So just, for me it's putting actually putting my money where my mouth is and really putting my time where I really feel that um that can actually make some changes and so I really appreciate how you like you sort of did a really broad spectrum Mm -hmm. of all the ways that you're caring for yourself and you know self-care is another one of those buzzwords right like all the things that you said are amazing yeah 
but yeah. I'm a pushback a little okay, bit. Okay, okay. I'm a pushback. <laughs> there are a lot of them are also things that we tend to go to mm. when we're thinking about self care, right? So people like to think, you know, oh, okay, I'm gonna take my vacay. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna eat some good food. Right. Right. I'm going to do my little social media fast. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, and then the other side is the other way I'm going to take care is by making sure that I, you know, uh, make meaningful movements forward. Yeah. But self-care is is a really broad spectrum. It's a really holistic way of caring for ourselves. And so that's I just want to share. Yeah. You know. When, what we should be considering when we think about self-care for all of you beautiful people that are listening yeah. with the hope that you'll consider um, how you can sort of shift this into your lifestyle in 2017 and beyond. So, yeah. So there are seven areas of self-care. Oh, excuse me. Seven. Ooh, science, science. Seven. What? <laughs> Get out your pens, y'all. I'm going to give you a second. Okay. All right, a second pass. All right. So the first is physical, right? And of course, this is what we think about. Did you get your gym membership? Ooh. You know, uh, you know, I mean, that's what we, and then, but folks tend to get their gym membership and do what? Not use it. But let's just say, you know, however you get active. So it's caring for the physical, eating well, um, and just, you know, listening to your body, physical. The second one that we don't really like to talk about, or we are really only comfortable with the, um, the certain parts of it, parts of it is emotional, emotional self-care y'all. Yes. That's identifying, accepting and expressing your feelings. Yes, y'all. And remember I said, feel, you have to feel your feelings in order to truly care for your emotional body. And so sometimes that might mean, yes, talking to your besties about what's happening on the inside. Um, sometimes that might mean that you're going to journal, you know, really get with yourself. But other times it means that you need to get you one of me. Oh, what <laughs> do you mean, mean by that? I mean, sometimes it means that it's time for us to sit across from someone genuine and loving to support us in our healing process and therapy and mental health therapy mm-hmm. and knowing that no, it doesn't mean that you're crazy. It means that you're human and that this is a tough world we're living in. Mm-hmm. And so acknowledging and committing to caring for your emotional self, your emotional body is integral to self-care. All right. The next one, y'all. I'm ready. So I'm going to get off my soapbox about mental health. Um, <laughs> is relational. And so that's building your relationships with your babies, your parents, your beloved and extended family. I know for a fact that we may not have even thought about how the election, how this energy that's going through our experiences have impacted our um, interest in sex Mm. with our beloved, Um, or if it's, you know, heightened a sense of uh, pessimism Mm. with some of our family members, or if it's caused separation in the family because maybe somebody voted for Trump and you like, oh, hell no, (laughs) right? (laughs) And so even it means addressing it, right? Yeah. And recognizing, okay, is this somebody I need to love from afar from my own um, emotional, mm. mental health, mm-hmm. from my own self-care? Or is this something I need to release so that I can truly have genuine and healthy relationships? So that's relational, y'all. We got the three. Number four, intellectual. That's making time for creativity, new ideas, and critical thinking. So, you know, Vanessa got that down, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> She she got that down, right? And a lot of us, if you listen to this podcast, it's likely that you got it down too. And intellectual is when we explore new things, you know, where we're interested in really um, addressing the academic side of ourselves, reading up on things, and thinking critically about how we can make ourselves matter, mm. right? In, in the sphere of things as things are happening. Intellectual might mean going to that fly training you've been eyeing for a minute and deciding, yes, in fact, it's worth the money. You know, it might mean just reading that book, but intellectual is important self-care. And that's also something that, you know, I'm really good at on the business side, but my dear friend here, Vanessa, will tell you that, you know, I be needing to to work on the making sure that I'm doing mindless things sometimes. I'm working on it, y'all. I'm working on it. I've gotten better. Okay. The next one is social. So this is... um. Uh, are we going to happy hour? We don't need a drink. Are we going to dance? Like, are we going to the movies? Like, 
when you look at the folks that you spend the most time with, is it just your beloved? Is it, do you just have one friend? Is that friend an actual friend? Mm. And so expanding the circle that you work with, um, that you engage with, and being sure that you, you know, actually go out and have fun. Sometimes, and what I've seen a lot, especially activists, you know, those that are on the ground, <clears throat> healers like myself, right, educators like yourself, Vanessa, mm-hmm. and those of us that have several, you know, hats that we wear, is that we get so inundated with all the things that need to change. We get so inundated and focus on what we need to do to help the world be better, and there will always be work for us to do, that we don't have fun. Mm. And so having fun and having a social life and, you know, nurturing your friendships, you know, turning up, shaking your booty, going out, y'all, <laughs> is really important for your, for your self-care. All right. <clears throat> and so there's two more. The next one is spiritual. And I ain't saying that you got to, you know, have any particular religion. Spiritual is not religion. It is just recognizing and connecting to however you, whatever entity you feel like made you, other than your mama and your father. You know, but really connecting to whatever higher power you acknowledge and making sure that you, you know, nourish that. Some of us might feel, you know, have some anger or animosity about, well, I don't even, you know, mess with, God or, Mm -hmm. you know, the creator anymore because this shouldn't happen. Mm -hmm. So it's getting to a place where that can be healthy. And then the last one, y'all, the last one is safety and security. Mm. Now, why why am I saying it like that? I'm going to tell y'all. Because it's a dangerous new Trump America. (sighs) (laughs) Can we stay in the positive book? Okay, here I am. Here I am. It's a shifting... New Trump America that is going to require us to step into new responsibilities, get more creative, and get tight on that budget, maybe. I ain't even about to tell y'all about my new health insurance. (laughs) I ain't even about to tell (laughs) y'all. But safety and security is taking care of the bills, you know, get yourself, make sure, do you have a budget, Mm. right? Are you, is your phone getting cut off sometimes because you just forgot or, you know, are you spending money on really, really fly purses and coats and hair when you probably, maybe, possibly want to pay your rent? You know, just sort of acknowledging that um, and prioritizing the things that are the bare necessities so that you can flourish, right? And so, you know, one of the things that cha- changed my whole situation was automation, y'all. Don't be calling me about them bills. It stresses me out. I got a system for it. Oh and God. so I say all of that to say... Whenever I do this, I I say that, yes, we need to have a clear understanding of what self-care is. And I don't expect you to bombard yourself with all the seven areas. But identify what are the two or three that you really think you want to, you really need to nourish. And then make a plan for it, Mm -hmm. a really clear plan. Mm -hmm. And then put it in your calendar, y'all. And then Mm. get an accountability partner. Because... If you don't, you're going to have those same things you that ha, that you've needed to work on still struggling with as Trump walks into his position and then where will you be? Mm-hmm. Right? You will not have shored yourself up, right? And so just just because we're which since we're talking about majesty, I also want to say that all of these are connected to your sexual and emotional health. Mm. All of them, from the policy stuff that's connected to intellectual uh self-care the spiritual stuff that's connected to how present you can be when you're engaging in that really exciting act. <laughs> um, the, those that you decide to share your body with in relational and social, um, how, whether or not you is doing it, uh, you know, making sure that you got, you know, a place to live after you're doing whatever <laughs> you're doing because you were so fly when you went to go get some. Oh, God. And your physical, right? Caring for your physical health and the decisions you make. All of these things are connected to your sexual and emotional health, just like your mental state and the impact that Trump may or may have not may not have had on your um, on your psyche. All of it is connected to your body. So we want to be holistic. So go ahead you know, take a little assessment, y'all. Figure out what you're going to work on and find somebody that's really going to hold you accountable because we have to come together as we walk into this next realm of American life. It's about to be real. 
Damn. Well, thank you, Shauna. <laughs> I mean, you know, I had to let the people know. No, I really appreciate that because it's been kind of a struggle and it's just been the struggle on like how to address this because this is important and to sit here and ignore it, especially on this show, I didn't feel like was very responsible. So I appreciate you coming and sharing all those tips with us. Look, I'm, y'all. I'm going to practice. People I'll be practice. fronting on the self-care. Girl, I ate some lettuce. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> Let's really let's really get back to community, to, to sisterhood, to togetherness, having these courageous conversations. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I know we're running out of time, but True. I wanted to play a game with you before you left. With, with me? Yes. Okay. It's called Did Trump Say It? Wait. I might suck at this because you know I don't, look, I don't watch television. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Wait. I, <laughs> I'm feeling, I, don't read, can, I don't know if y'all can feel me being nervous, y'all. Yeah. I really don't pay attention to this dude. Uh, so you'll get a point per. <laughs> this is so messed up. You did not tell me, Baratonis. You get a per point if you can figure out if Trump said this or not. Are you ready? I'm going to read out some sure. statements, and you're going to tell me yes, many, Trump said wait, that. How many opportunities I got that you don't know? Okay, go ahead. It's. I mean, it's a fifty-fifty chance per. It's either oh. yes or no. It's All either right. yes or All no. Right. I'm okay, sorry. Cool. All right, so the first statement comes... No, the first doesn't come from anybody because I'm not going to tell you who it's from. (laughs) Did Trump say this or not? Women considering abortions should be read their rights first, just like criminals. Did Trump say it or not? No. (laughs) Ding, 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 ding. You have it absolutely correct. So this was actually said um, by Bobby Jindal, who... um, (laughs) Who was the governor of uh, Louisiana? Yeah, I feel like I, I read that. And oh, he said that after signing a law that requires abortion clinics in Louisiana to put up signage informing women about mm-hmm. alternative mm-hmm. options in 2011, um, Louise, Louisiana Governor Bobby Jindal said, "When officers arrest criminals today, they are read their rights. Now, if we're giving criminals their basic rights and they have to be informed of these rights, it seems to me only com- it, it it seems to me the only common." sense we would have to do that we would have to do is the same thing for women before they make a choice about whether to get an abortion you better go here with that but all right (laughs) all right okay so okay so i'm doing good y'all so you're winning so far you're winning so far all right (laughs) so did trump say this or not i'm trying to i'm trying to find a good one If y'all can see my face, you know why she laughing. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. When Mexico sends its people, they're not sending the best. They're not sending you. They're sending. Okay. This is clearly misquoted. They're sending people that have lots of problems and they're bringing those problems with us. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crimes. They're rapists. And some, I assume, are good people. That sounds like Trump. That is Trump. Ding, yeah. ding, 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 ding. This is okay. so ignorant and okay. poorly expressed. <laughs> because I had to like reread it. Like this is he not... probably said it just like that though. It's just it. it it's this probably is, verbatim. This is a quote, <laughs> and it didn't even sound. It sounded like him. Okay. All right. Somebody's winning so far. All right. You ready for the next one? Go ahead. Ariana Huffington is unattractive, both inside and out. I fully understand why her former husband left her for a man. He made a good decision. That sounds like him. <laughs> is that him? Yes, that is him. Good job. He's an all right. asshole. Oh <laughs> all right, all right, all right. You can't. You're winning out here. You're winning. It's cool. It's cool. It's probably. It's my. I'm using my my social work skills. I y'all. see. I see. <laughs> all right. Next one. Pregnant rape victims should make the best out of a bad situation by being forced to keep the baby. No, that doesn't sound like him. Oh, you are absolutely correct. Oh, this was shit, y'all. I know. Can you guys see this? This is actually oh. said by former <clears throat> Pennsylvania Senator Rick Santorum, <clears throat> um, who said that who believes that abortion should be banned with no exception, exceptions for rape or incest. In 2012, he told CNN that a pregnant sexual assault victim should accept this horribly created, this is in quotes, pregnancy because it's, quote, nevertheless a gift that, quote, God has given to you and we have to make the best out of a bad situation. Another asshole. Okay. But you no, know what? Okay. 
okay. You still gonna try me? I'm gonna I'm gonna give you one more. All right. I'm gonna give you one more. <laughs> Did Trump say this or not? Women on welfare just need to find themselves some husbands. <laughs> no, that don't sound like him. <laughs> You did a good job. Another asshole on this level. (laughs) During the 1994 campaign for governor of Florida, Jeb Bush said Mm -hmm. that women on welfare should be able to get their lives together and find a husband. He has also suggested that we have fewer unwed mothers if we'd only resume publicly shaming people who have kids without being married. That's real dumb. (laughs) But... Yeah. So really quick though, yeah. that activity yes. helped me to understand too, and I want to share with y'all. Yeah. I do not read a whole bunch of the articles, right? I skim, right? <laughs> I, I don't remain completely ignorant about what's happening because that's dangerous. However, I simply skim through, I'll glance, I don't read whole right. articles, I just like, oh, okay. And I still <laughs> was able to discern asshole Trump from other assholes. Ah, I see. So that's the same imagine how much you're being inundated with negativity if you're taking the time to listen to all of that stuff and and how you can play it back in your brain right like you know be easy on yourselves y'all seriously because i i'm surprised that i could tell because i was all nervous but it, no need and i only needed a smidgen of, <laughs> of of his bullshit to be able to discern well, Shauna, give yourself a hand. You did a good job. Thank Woo! you, Bill. Thank you. Can I can I can I give people my information? Now? Yes. Just, so just yes, 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 yes. So um, we're out of time. Yeah, we are. Um, but how can the people find you? Do you have any upcoming events? Let us know how we can follow you, etc. Okay. Um. So my website is www. Murray Brown with an e y'all dot com. I can be found on Instagram at heal a sister. That's S I S T A. I can be found on Twitter at heal a sister S I S T A. And I can be found on Facebook. Um, just search kindred wellness or join my uh, Facebook group, the heal a sister project, sister space, um, events coming up. Uh, yeah. So there's a, um, girls group that i'll be facilitating called sister soul quest it's to support girls blossoming girls nine to 12 years old in their development i'll be working with them twice a month um and so if you have a girl nine to 12 um it's still time to sort of get on the bandwagon you just need to go to my website shoot me an email shauna at shauna com, and express your interest if you're in the baltimore metro area um, also about to start a mindful sisters monthly circle here in the Baltimore metro area to support um, sisters who are interested in really sort of recentering themselves, exploring mindfulness and discussing some of the realities of being a black and brown uh, woman in this here America. Um, that the first one is the last Wednesday of every month. And so for information about that, you can find all the information on Facebook. You can also find the flyer on my Instagram. And the information there is uh, mindful sister, S-I-S-T-A dot eventbrite.com. All right. Well, thank you, Shauna, for spending this time with us. Yeah. So we're going to close out the show with some of your voices. So I asked you to tell us how you're taking care of yourself during this whole election season. And let me know how you feel about it. So we're going to close out. But before we do, I need you to do a couple of things for me. I need you to subscribe and rate this podcast. Boom. So we cannot spread the Vagistine word without other people knowing about it. So the only way that others get to know about it is if you tell them what you think about it. You share it. You tell a friend. You share it on your Facebook. You share it on your social media and let them know how you feel about this um, podcast. If you don't like it, don't do it. I don't. I don't. I don't need that. So, <laughs> but if you love it, but if you love it, spread the word. If you don't like it, I you ain't never heard this before. So go ahead, rate it on iTunes. Go ahead and leave me a comment. Um, and again, download and subscribe to the podcast. Hope you have a great, 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 happy, happy, happy holidays, and we will see you soon. Bye. My name is Kiara Butler, and I'm doing my response um, for Vagistine, um, my response to this year's election. 
So <laughs> this election, surprisingly, it, it didn't surprise me. Um, I've been watching um, the way the media was trying to spin the election, but I knew that Trump was going to win just from how passionate um, people that didn't live in urban areas were about him and um, how um, lack how people lacked any type of enthusiasm about Hillary. And um, that was the key reason why he won is because people were enthusiastic about him and people were not enthusiastic about her. Um, so I kind of, I wasn't surprised that he won. Um, I was surprised that the establishment let him win more so than him actually winning. Um, but I'm sure they have plans for whatever they're trying to enact by using him as a tool. Um, because I saw it coming, um, I had already kind of started practicing my self-care. Um, a major way was I deleted my Facebook, um, and not like deactivated so that I could like turn it back on. I completely deleted it. Um, I felt like I needed to remove myself from, um, a lot of spaces that I felt weren't actually, um, inclusive. Um, I know it sounds crazy, but I kind of wanted to hear the voices of the people that, um, were supporting him, but not in an angry way. Like, I feel like social media allowed a platform for people to be angry when um, I feel like a lot of them were passionate about him um, for reasons that were deeper than just hating us, um, if that makes any sense. Um, I'm the type of person that I like to engulf myself um, in different groups and in different circumstances so that I can get adjust and feel of uh, uh, how the world feels. Because I feel like uh, a lot of times we get stuck in our own um, bubbles of protection um, where we're surrounding ourselves with people who think like us and who uh, have the same beliefs as us when that really isn't uh, a true assessment of how the world thinks. And I think that if we took more time to um, open ourselves to listen to each other that uh, we could be a lot more productive in, in how we plan and move and strategize because I feel like even the media um, was blindsided by Trump's win which was kind of silly because it's like you know you should have the media of all people should have uh, the knowledge to 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 see uh to be unbiased and to see different perspectives. And they were the main people who were being biased and not allowing um, a, a significant portion of the country to be heard. And those people rallied together and made themselves heard. Um, uh, another thing I did, uh, I <laughs> bought a rifle. <laughs> I don't... I don't know how everyone feels about uh, uh, the right to bear arms, but I'm, I'm for it. Um, I, I'm also focusing on getting my health together. Because I feel like if there's a circumstance, situation where something negative happens and there's, you know, emergency, I need to be able to run and lift heavy things and walk and uh, for long distances and I feel like, you know, a lot of us, we, we talk real revolutionary, but, uh, you know, we can't, can't run a mile and that's, <laughs> that's kind of dangerous, um, in terms of, uh, actually trying to win something that, that we view as a war, uh, essentially, um, you can't be out of shape. So I've been taking a lot of time to, um, get my spirit, my body, my mind, um, focus. Um, I've been pulling away 
from a lot of um, media sources, social media sources, um, and kind of trying to center myself so that I can be the strongest me in the midst of whatever is to come. And I think that um, that's the advice that I would give to everyone else is to become the strongest you in the midst of what could possibly be a catastrophe. Um, You don't want to be, you don't want to be at a point where you need to seek self care when the, you know, what hits the fan, you know what I'm saying? Um, You don't, you don't want to be at a point at your lowest point and disaster strikes because you're already in a weakened state. So um, I would just urge everyone to take this time to pull away, um, to take the time to self-care, but to strengthen yourself to a place where you are physically, mentally, and spiritually prepared for anything. And um, I think we need to really look at our uh, situations in a holistic view because um, uh, the people who are in power now do not have our interests at heart at all, especially women, um, especially women of color, especially black women. So um, it's up to us to be prepared for whatever. And it's up to us to also lean on each other uh, for support and um, and safety. Um, so that's my suggestion, and that's how I practice self-care. Uh, once again, it's Kiara Butler, um, Baltimore activist, um, signing in for Vagistine. Um, just thank you, thankful for the opportunity. The election was completely devastating for me in a way I was not prepared for, mostly because I wasn't prepared for Trump to win, but also because I was apparently living in a bubble where I thought that American women, particularly white women, gave more of a shit about their rights than their whiteness, but apparently not. So I spent election night from about 9 p.m. on sobbing alone in my bed. Um, Because at that point, it was pretty much a done deal. The intense emotions that I felt were in response to a sexual assault I had never properly dealt with from back in high school. And seeing someone get elected president of the United States who had literally bragged about, about sexual assault, it was just too much for me to handle. Um, but I worked through that with my therapist after the fact, and it was extremely helpful to put everything in context. What had happened to me in high school, acknowledging that it was indeed sexual assault that I experienced, um, even though at the time I had written it off as not being that bad, as a lot of women tend to do. And then that just made me want to fight this asshole even more with everything I have. So that's what I'm going to do for the next four years, or God forbid, eight years. And my way of dealing with all this is just to be unapologetically me all the goddamn time. I saw a graphic in the Pantsuit Nation Facebook group that said, if you thought I was an angry feminist before, hope you're ready for me for the next four years. And yep, that about sums it up for me. Uh, The election just so happens to coincide with a point in my life where I'm basically rebooting the entire thing. I'm starting from scratch, all brand new friends. Uh, I'm trying to find a healthy relationship since the only ones I've ever been in have been severely fucked up. In my dating profiles, I used to hide that I was a feminist because I just found that it was a major turnoff for men. Um, They didn't understand what the term meant, but not anymore. I don't have time to educate you. I'm going to need you to know what the fuck feminism is. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to need you to identify as a feminist yourself because I don't have time for games. Not in Trump's America. Um, Sexism's real. Racism's real. Homophobia is real. Classism's real. All this shit is real. 
And I just don't want anyone who thinks otherwise or who has any type of doubt that that kind of stuff doesn't exist. So, so far in my quest, there's been one guy who I've come across. He's, he was pretty active in the feminist community. We weren't a good match for reasons not related to that, uh, which was disappointing. But he did introduce me to the organization Hollaback in Baltimore. And that's exactly the kind of stuff that I'm looking for. Um, I want to be involved in local grassroots organizations. I want to find communities where I feel safe, um, where I'm with like-minded people. I know that ultimately, I guess the goal would be to reach out across the aisle um, and reach other people, but I am not there yet. I don't have the emotional resources to do that. Um, Right now, I just need to take care of me because the election was legitimately a traumatic experience for me. Self-care has been having a moment recently. Um, It's been a pretty hot topic in mainstream culture. Uh, And while I think it's good that more people are talking about what self-care means to them, I think it's also uh, problematic (laughs) to associate self-care as just something that's very materialistic. I know a lot of people tend to think that self-care means going out and purchasing things and spending money that they don't necessarily have on commercial um, items. And that can be a form of self-care, but in the long run, I don't think that it's very healthy and it's very um, sustaining and it's, it's just not realistic for so many people. Um, But I think that self-care, when it goes out of that, it can be something that's very powerful and very therapeutic. And as a Black woman um, who also intersects so many other things with her identity, it's really important that we're able to connect, or rather I'm able to connect self-care with long-term action. So the election results uh, have been fairly complicated for me. I know that I was, I had a lot of complicated feelings going into it. And with the election results, I was kind of in shock, like a lot of people. I didn't know the full extent of the hatred that was so embedded and ingrained in our society. And maybe that's you know, that can be from a number of things, but it's very sobering to see the reality of this um, this country that I've grown up in, I'm raised in, and this is, this is my native country, and to know that me and people like me are considered a threat and we're considered not human is something that's very sobering to see. Um, So something that's been very powerful for me in terms of self-care is to find my own power and to uh, focus on that. I think it's very important that I not only uh, celebrate and I uplift myself um, as a woman, as a black woman, as a queer woman, um, but also uplifting my communities that intersect within those identities. What does it mean to use the skills and my background and just everything that I've collected over the years from schooling to just my own thoughts and um, thoughts and feelings on how institutions have and systems have failed people like me, my communities, how am I able to apply that in the long run? I think that's definitely a form of self-care. Um, reconnecting with these communities that I may not feel that I have a strong connection to is also a form of self-care. But most importantly, I think that being able to come together and to focus on a goal that not only uplifts and re-centers the power that these communities have, but also learning how to make a positive difference. Because I do believe that we have a responsibility as a collective people to keep fighting and keep resisting and keep doing the things that we have been doing for so long. But I think that now is the time that we have that pushback towards 
um, the ideas and the stigmas of what that work is allowed to look like and also who is allowed to partake in that work and in what sense. I think that we definitely need more marginalized people that are out and open and in the front, in the forefront of these movements. And we also need our allies with privilege and particularly white cis normative people, however they may look, um, and however they assimilate, we need white people to start being proper allies and to start also uplifting us in our communities. Um, but in the short run, yeah, I think these are all very, I don't want to say small, but these are all very important components of what a um, solution may look like. And the, of course, that's going to evolve and that's going to change over the next couple of years, but I think that that's a really good place to start. I had a feeling this would happen about six months ago, and I knew for sure it would happen about four months before it did. Everyone was spending so much time laughing at him, and when you laugh at a monster, you make them less scary, less real, and less serious. None of them were paying attention. None of them were truly seeing the volume of supporters foaming at the mouth at his rallies. None of them were seeing the fervor in their eyes, but I know black women did. I know we did because I spoke to us every day, and the closer we got to the election, the more panic and distress I could hear in our voices. We all knew it would happen, and yet 94% of us showed up and tried to change the course anyway. How many times do we have to show up for folks that do not care about us? How many years do we have to carry them on our backs? And how long are we going to build this arc before they get on? The waters are rising and I know they can't swim. My version of self-care is dropping the things that do not serve me in the dust and centering every single moment of my life around black women. And I mean all black women. I'm not waiting for everyone else to catch up. We've been doing the work for so long. Either you work with us or you get left. I really don't care anymore. So on election day... I really didn't do anything super special. I'm not the person who would sit in front of the TV to like monitor election results or anything like that. Um, and so what I did after work on election day was surprisingly, I came home and went straight to sleep. Like I wasn't up super late or anything like that. Woke up in the morning feeling good. Um, I remember listening to like my Apple Music the whole morning, not turning on the radio, not logging on to social media, not really tuning in with anything outside of myself in many ways. So when I got to work that day, I didn't even know who the president um, was. And so we were in a meeting and my director was kind of like checking in with us, trying to see how everyone was feeling, if we had any, you know, strong emotions about the election results. And in that moment, I realized I had no clue who the president was, and I leaned over to a coworker and asked him, and you know, he told me Donald Trump had won. And for me, I wasn't really surprised either way. Um, I didn't vote for either of the candidates or the primary candidates. I didn't trust or support either of the primary candidates. So for me, it was like a lose-lose situation. Um, what I realized now, looking back on that moment was, I was really, really just intentional about being in my own space and kind of being isolated in a way that I don't feel like we do often enough. And so moving forward, that's what I plan to do. I plan to take more time just being by myself in many ways, um, not really logging into or caring about what's going on, you know, around me in many ways, but really being isolated and paying attention to me and so that would be my suggestion for moving forward that's my plan and I think we all need a little bit of it